0: hello guys good morning you are welcome to the tipping point podcast and i believe that we had a great weekend this is a brand new week it's a an opportunity to correct the wrongs of yesterday it's an opportunity to be better and and enjoy life and live much more productive life so i'm sure by now you are wondering what does my title of this episode mean i mean it's it's weird Yes, I know it is. As weird as it is, a wonderful exercise for exploring how you want to expend your life's energy is to write out your own obituary. That's right. Imagine that you are penning a description of your own life after you've passed like 80, 90 on this planet. What would you want to be remembered for? What steps are you taking to achieve that goal? You know, it's like when you're going on a journey and you set a go, you just ask a go, okay, I'm going to this place to a destination. And you just set it. And you know that, okay, I have a destination in mind. The important thing is how to get there. And I think one of the best ways to live is that at the end of it all, When you are being lowered six feet below the ground, people will be around you to say wonderful things. (laughs) Well, how well do they mean it? I mean, I mean, what, what, when they are pouring sand, when your grandkids, great grandkids are pouring sand on you, and just, just think about it. What would you have done by then? What, what would they be remembering you for? Would they be saying, oh, thank God, it's gone? (laughs) Or would they be remembering as a solution to their lives? What would the world be remembering you for by that time? And I think it's very important that we pay attention to what it is that will be going on in the minds of people when you are going six feet below the ground. Yes, I've always said that, okay, yes, people's opinion don't matter and all of those things. But really, when you live a life of purpose, people would forever remember you. Anytime I get to lay my hands on obituaries, on people's, maybe path and um, I don't attend too many, par- um, many burial ceremonies. I can probably count on my fingers the number of burial ceremonies I've attended. But I could be in a car, just lay my hands on somebody's obituary the first part I want to read is their life story. I'm always very interested in what it is that how they lived their life, and sometimes I think I have not really come across, yeah, very few times. I really come across stories that are touching, and are I mean, you know, you read this story and you are inspired. Most of the time, it's just a regular. It's like a, it's like a normal thing. It's a routine they were born at so 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 time and they gave they went to school from going to school they got married or they got a job they got married they had grandkids they worked at so 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 place then they retired then they did few things not so much and that's the end just like half page and sometimes you just have to increase the font so it looks like There is a whole lot to write about, but really, there is nothing so much to write about. And I think that we can do better. This episode is a wake-up call. You see, one thing that we don't have access or we can't change is time. God has given everybody time, a time to fix something, a time to fulfill a purpose on earth. So we are working with time, actually. And like Miles Morose we say, it says two powers you can never control, time and change. It says time and change is also the most difficult, <laughs> difficult thing. And it says a man's life is dependent on how we use time and change. And so by the time you're in your 90s and 100s and you're about to be buried, your life will be a sum total of how well you manage time you're adapted to change. You don't if you know that you were sent to heart for a purpose, to feel a purpose, you know that you don't have too much luxury of time. And so today is Monday. There is a huge tendency that we get lost in a rat race. You are trying to provide food for your family, you're trying to meet up some targets and a whole lot of things. And there is a huge tendency for you to forget the fact that you were sent here for a purpose. You're a supernatural being in a physical body for an assignment. So this is to remind you that as you're looking for the money, as you're trying to meet up with the target, pursue your career, know that there is something to you than it meets the eye. There is a whole lot to you than just making money there is a whole lot to it than just meeting that career target there is a purpose inside of you there is a destiny waiting for you there are nations that are waiting for you there are destinies that are waiting for you to be unlocked and so there is a song that nations are waiting and crying expecting you to come so in actually finding or in being immortal It is about finding our purpose in God, finding the reasons why we are on earth, and actually fulfilling them. That is the only thing that can really make us immortal when we really die. If you really know how easy people get to forget you when you die. I mean, it's halamin. As soon as you die, that's the end. At most three months, one year, two years, they get to forget you. But... There are people that we can't forget. We just cannot forget. We will constantly and continuously talk about them because of the impact they've had on in in life, because they left their signature. You know, Yoruba Proverb has something about passing, about a snake passing on the mountain or across the mountain without leaving an impact. You know, you can't just say, oh, you can't even know that. This person passed here or this entity passed here it's just as it came so you don't want to come to the world and you don't leave an impact that we cannot trace that oh somebody was here, somebody made an impact somebody made a change yes it might not be so pronounced it might not be so well known all you could ever come to heart to do is to be a missionary in a jungle but then you feel destiny And your impact is transgenerational. It is eternal. It is only through eternity we can measure your impact. And yes, you can have all the prosperity in the world. And still, you've not made so much impact that we can write about. At most, we say you are wealthy. You are super wealthy. Fine, super wealthy. There will be people who will be more wealthy than you that will come to heart. So it is all about making a transgenerational impact and so every new year every new week every new day it's an opportunity given to us by god to make amends it's an opportunity to actually straight strengthen i mean uh, straight or make our priorities right what are our priorities is it about chasing money or about chasing purpose is it about chasing god or about chasing career what about chasing mundane and ordinary things? Is it about chasing luxuries of life? You know, there is more to life. There is more to life. So every new day is an opportunity to correct the mistakes of yesterday. It is an opportunity to re-strategize and think about how we can live a much more effective and profound life. How we can live a life living huge legacies. And so... I think that there is still a whole lot that I would love to talk about. But let me just talk about legacies. And, you know, somebody said something that you leave a... Legacy is living a better version of yourself in somebody else, in a system. Yeah, that is legacy. People like the uh, um, Jamamao left a better legacy... The guys who the name Lee Kyung Yang. Sorry, please pardon me if I can't remember. The guy who left great legacies, who, who literally turned the fortune of I think Thailand around, or making them the first world, making them transforming them from a third nation to a first world nation, and you know the countries are actually living their the legacies. They are, they've been able to leave a better legacies of themselves in a country. So you can leave a better legacy of yourself in people, in institutions, in systems. You can leave a better version of yourself. And one thing is that you are living legacy whether you know it or not. So it has to be intentional. You Some people are born into a wealthy family because of the legacies left by their parents by their grandparents and some people are born into poverty, born with in fact some people are born with no spoon in their mouths. They say, oh some are born with silver spoon, some are born with um, um golden spoon. Some people there is no spoon in their mouth at all, let alone wooden spoon and it's as a result of the legacies that their parents had left behind for them so your legacy is like your signature it's like your footprint on heads. what would you be known for what would your parents what would your children remember you for what would your your family remember you for somebody told me he said that your name will rather be a pad, can can either be a padlock or can be a door. So when people get to hear your name, oh, I think, oh, yeah, your dad has done great things for me. Oh, your dad was responsible for the transformation of my life. Oh, your dad paid my school fees. Oh, it was your great grandpa that paid for my scholarship and all of those things. So, what would your name be for? You know, we are where we are right now as a result, or or let me say that we are born into a family that. Or, oh, let me say that you, the legacies of your parents, one way or the other, affect you a, a, a whole lot. You know, my dad is always particular about things like generational blessings, generational causes. My dad believes that just the same way that you can have a positive blessing or positive trait flows down from... Your grandfathers from your ancestors it can flow down to you. Have you ever even thought of Abraham and Isaac? You know, I was just really, as I was just talking now, it occurred to me that when Abraham went to Egypt, Abraham actually lied about Sarah, his wife. And guess what? Isaac did the same thing in the same circumstance. I mean, that is the power of Gene. That is the power of legacy. So, unintentionally, Abraham left a better, or left left a legacy of lying in Isaac. And so, that is the reality of generational blessing. That is the re- reality of generational causes. And in Africa today, why we have so much struggles is that our grandfathers, there was nobody to fight ancestral causes. There was nobody to stop the negative flows and say, oh, yeah, it, it stops here. You know, it is, this new generation that is trying to like, okay, look for Christ. Oh, and try to realize this is the effect of my father, grandfather. This is what they've done. And we have to break the flow here. And so an average African man spends a good part of his life, at least my, from my from the previous generation, spent a good part of their life trying to find an headway into the, uh, or try to find a headway, trying to, to, Overcome generational causes and for fathers who fail to they leave it for their children to continue the battle so if you're a father here yeah, please you can you can save your children distress the trauma of fighting causes fighting you can, you can stop the cause and start the blessing you know it's not about you now it's not because you're, you have to start thinking about about beyond yourself, you get you have to start thinking future, you have to start thinking posterity. And the struggles that my father faced, I didn't have to face, I wouldn't have to face it, or my children wouldn't have to face it. I wouldn't have to face it too. My grandfather had paid price to a bit to an extent. My father has been paying huge price so that his son can have a better future so that he can live a better legacy of himself in me. And I will also take the baton and also ensure that my children live a whole lot better life than I did or than I'm doing right now. And so I've, I've, I think that we should really think about it too. It's sometimes it's not really about your first name. It's really about your second name most of the time. And it's really about living a legacy that when you are long, long gone, your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren can enjoy the labor. They can enjoy your labor. They can enjoy the fruit of the legacy you've left behind. And you just come to think about it. Rose, 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 Royce. it's the names, surnames of two guys coming together. Um, Procter and Gamble, it's the surnames of some guys coming together. Um, porch posh, yeah, that looks car, yeah? Um, Lamborghini too, Ferrari too. It's the name of people that I am mentioning. So when you don't want to start mentioning your name, Jube, yeah. Thank you. What you've done. You, you can be like the matriarch or the patriarch that opens up the family, that changes the or that that turns around the family from the position of cost to the position of blessing. And you can open up the family to everlasting blessings. You can you can fight battles right now that. When you are being buried in a long time, or let's say 50 years down the line, 80 years down the line, your children can say, thank you, Grandpa. Thank you, Grandma. You fought. You ran the race. You fought well. You know, just like Paul said, I have run my race. I mean, Paul said it, that I have run the race, said before me. So what do you want? How do you want your obituary to look like? So you can go back, take out time. As busy as you will be today, take our time to write about it. What do you want to really be remembered for? Do you want to be remembered for the troubles you started or the troubles you caused or for the solutions you brought to the head? Recently, my mom asked me to write about a relative that died and she asked me to write about the person. And actually had issues because I like to write from a point where from experiences and so i checked my files and my my memories okay what is so interesting about this woman and i tried to really remember there was nothing really exciting that i could talk about and so when i asked my mom okay mom help me this is your person what do you want me to write about and she really said she doesn't know to just write something so that it will not look like she's not writing anything you know it's just like that Compulsory respect you have to pay to the dead or you have to pay for you have to give the dead not because they've really been of great importance to you or because you really remember them but because you just feel mm, it, just let's do it just let's do it you know that there are times when people are on when pastors are conducting a burial ceremony for people and they will see wonderful things, nice things. This person gave to the church. This person gave to the needy. He was he, he gave to the sick and all of those things. And in the heart of the heart of the pastor, he knows that he's telling life because really the guy, if there was anything to remember about him, it was cantacarous. So the pastor just mm, it is well and buries him. And even as people say nice things about him. You know that there, there is an adage that says that. I don't know, I can't say it's an adage, but it's a saying that it is It is at the man's graveyard yeah, that you really know his true families. You know those ones that the, like he, those ones that times he played the way match, the children he had out of bedlocks, that is when children begin to, siblings get introduced to themselves. That is a man who has lived his life by, or followed the direction of his erection. He had, he had really done it, he taking that assignment of reprocreating, you know reproducing are yeah, taking it a bit too far and it shows as a man is as that man is being buried it shows how indisciplined he was with his hormones how i mean how in, indisciplined he was too yeah and so when we are being buried what do you really want to be remembered for so this is something that you should take our time to write just think deeply what do you what do i want to be remembered for what legacies do I want to leave behind? What problems do I want to be known that I solved? What solutions have I, have I brought to humanity? Am I leaving head a better place than I met it? Or I have left it confusing and, and, and I have caused more disunity as I am leaving it I have caused more troubles, more trauma for people to be, as, as I'm dying and they have so much time to be picking up picking the pieces. Ah, this is what grandpa has done to our life. Ah, God. Well, let's let's try and move on. Let's try and move on. The dead is dead. No, no, no. I think you will want to live a life where we can say we live, we, we started well and we finished strong. Are you a man of God where I started? Do you want to really say I finished well? Do you want your family to say, hey, yes, you he finished well, you finished well? It's not going to be a perfect race. There are going to be stumbles there and there. But the most important thing for me, Ulua Murua, is that I finished well. So I wanted to be written on my epitaph. It started the race well, or irrespective of how I started, the most important thing is I finished well. I ran the race before me and I finished well. I finished my course. And I think you should start thinking about how you want your epitaph to look like. Yeah, in case you don't know, epitaph is two stuff that are always written on. Your thumb, on, on people's tombstone just it could be one liner it could just be the year you were born to the year you died and that could be more too it could be that you finished your race well it could be that you were blessed and all of those things so guys that is what i have to leave with you this morning i hope that this costs something in you i hope this causes you to think about your life and don't get lost in the rat race. Don't get lost in, in, in luxury or in the pursuit of luxury. Don't get lost in the pursuit of good life. That you tend to forget that you are here for a purpose. You are here for an ultimate reason. You are not just here because somebody up there was bored and decided to create you, just patch someone together and send you on earth. You are here for a purpose. Take care, guys.